Hello, my name is TCP White. Thank you for joining me in this episode of my mission to positively change the world. I am glad to note that you are listening to me. Thank you for giving me your time. For some time, I have been on a series, The Primary Assignments of the Church. The Primary Assignments of the Church. We've had four installments. And in this fifth installment, I wish to do a summary of all that we have been talking about. And I have titled this one, The Great Recommission. The Great Recommission. If you are a member of the Christian community, you will be familiar with the term, The Great Commission. It is a term that we use to describe the instructions or the very last words of Christ to the Christian community or to his disciples while he was being taken away. And we have used that term to infer the fact that we have been mandated or sent into the world to evangelize, to win souls. Now, this is true. However, we have reduced the scope of this commissioning to mean only just the salvation of souls. It is bigger than that. And that is the whole essence of this series, the primary assignment of the church. If you have been listening from the first to the fourth installment, you will have gained an understanding of what the scope of this great recommission or commissioning means. Why do I term this episode or this installment the great recommissioning? As we go along, you will understand. Let us start from the very beginning. I'm reading from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, from the New King James Version. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. From the scripture that we have just read, the intentions of God towards man is clear. God's intention or reason for creating man amongst other creation in his own image and his own likeness is to have a relationship with man. This is what we said in the very first episode. Why did God not create every other thing in his own image? Only man enjoyed that privilege. The whole essence is to have somebody like him whom he could relate with. So God, by creating man in his image and likeness, was establishing a father-to-son relationship with man. So we said that the original purpose for which God created man, number one, is to have a relationship with him. The second one is also in that verse. By reason of the relationship that he had or man has with God, he now enjoys the privilege of ruling over his father's empire. Isn't that what we do? Every one of us who have a business or an empire or a kingdom or whatever it is, it is safer for us to put our children in charge of them so that they will learn the business and take over after us because we feel safer to entrust our investments to our children than to any other. That is what we have taken from God. We behave like God instinctively because we are originally from Him. So what God is doing here from the scripture we have read is to create His Son and then put His Son in charge of His business. 
This is the original purpose for which God created man. And this is what we say have become the primary assignment of the church here on earth. Now, if you juxtapose this scripture with every statement that Jesus made just before his transcension or his ascension to heaven, you will recognize that what Christ was doing is to recommission us to what we have already been commissioned to. That is why this episode is titled The Great Recommissioning. Because we have already been commissioned from the scripture we have seen to have a relationship with God and then to rule over creation. So what Christ did in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John just at the tail of his departure is to recommission us to our original commissioning which God did in Genesis. So we are going to be looking at Matthew, Mark, Luke and John the latter part, the final words of Christ to his disciples. And we are going to be relating them to what we have seen in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let us go first to Matthew 28 and verse 18. Still reading from the New King James Version. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority have been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Remember, in Genesis 1.26, the Lord said that we should have dominion over the earth, and the earth have been partitioned into nations. And Jesus here is saying, make disciples of all nations. So, whereas it is the original purpose for creating man, it is now the mandate of the church, the primary assignment of the church to disciple nations. How do we do that? Preaching the gospel is one way to do that. But having Christians occupy critical positions in the nations is another way of doing so. And we have established that to disciple nations, we need to occupy the seven mountains that influences society. And by society, we are also referring to nations. I'm reading now from Mark chapter 16, from 15 to 18. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Christ ascends to God's right hand. In this scripture, Jesus said to his disciples, Go into all the world, as against into the earth. In our episode, second episode or third episode, we talked about redeeming the world. So it is the intention of Christ for us to take the gospel into the world. Taking the gospel here now means living the gospel, living as Christians wherever we go. And it says, go into all the world and preach to every creature, not just to human beings, but every creature. And we said that liberation for creation is part of the mandate of the church. Creation is waiting for us. Every creature needs the church to manifest and liberate them from the bondage they have been subjected to after the fall of man. From that same scripture, we also saw the authority that God gave to the church or Christ gave to the church to rule over creation, including demons. 
demons fallen angels are created of god so it is established from scripture that every child of god every disciple of christ has authority rulership over the fallen angels even over angels whether fallen or holy so our authority extends even to the spiritual world which we also primarily belong to so as a christian you do not only rule over physical things but also spiritual things another scripture we are going to read is luke chapter 24 from verse 46 to 48 and it says and he said to them thus it is written and thus it was necessary for the christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at jerusalem and ye are witnesses to these things 49 it says behold i send the promise of my father upon you but tarry in the city of jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high the ascension from this scripture we see that jesus was mandating his disciples the christian community to recruit more witnesses when he said that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name so it is part of the mandate of the church as we said to recruit to train and to release so the leadership of the church should be preoccupied with recruiting more people training them and releasing them into the world in that same scripture he talked about our tarrying spending time with god to tarry is to stay to abide to spend time in a particular place so we are to spend time in our, the presence of God and in the fellowship of one another. These are the final words of Christ according to Luke chapter 24. So it is part of the mandate of the church to spend time in fellowship and spend time with God in worship so that we can receive the dream of God, the vision of God for creation. A final scripture that we are going to read is john 21 from 15 to 22 so when they had eaten breakfast jesus said to simon simon son of jonah do you love me more than this he said to him yes lord you know that i love you he said to him feed my lambs he said to him again a second time simon son of jonah do you love me he said to him yes lord you know that i love you he said to him tend my sheep he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you gathered yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will guard you and carry you where you do not wish. Verse 19, this he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me, the beloved disciple and his book. Then Peter turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said lord who is the one who betrays you peter seeing this said to jesus but lord what about this man then jesus said to him if i will that he remain till i come 
What is that to you? You follow me. This scripture that we have just read is a very loaded one and I will try my best to interpret it to you so that you will understand. The first point here, Jesus said to Peter three times, do you love me? Peter said, yes, I love you. And then he said, feed my sheep, tend to my sheep, feed my lambs. So what is this implication today? Peter is a symbol of the leadership of the church. And the Lord is saying, if you truly love me, do not be mindful of building your own kingdom. We said in our last episode, if you love God, if you are called of God, it is either you are building your own kingdom or you are building the kingdom of God. The mandate of the leadership of the Christian community is to feed the sheep of God, train them, feed them with knowledge and understanding so that they can go on to fulfill their missions in the seven mountains of the world so that they can go on to disciple nations so that they can go on to liberate creation so that they can go on to redeem the world that is the primary purpose for the leadership of the church not to be in a mad rush to raise or grow the fastest growing church so as leadership of the christian community the lord is saying from scripture which we have just read Feed my sheep. That is your assignment. Feed the sheep and help them to realize their dream, their purpose, and go on to fulfilling same. So we have established that we are to train the people. In that same scripture, Jesus mentioned that it is important to train successors. The leadership of the Christian community must be careful to train successors. In verse 18, where we read, Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you gathered yourself. But when you become old, you will stretch out your hands and some other person will get you. That is the point he's making, to train successors. It is important that as a leader, you train or recruit or raise those who will take over from you. No man lives forever. The kingdom of God will continue in perpetuity, but man's life is transient. So when you go, who takes over the ministry that the Lord has entrusted to you? It is your duty as the leadership of the Christian community to train those who will take over from you. Then the final point in that scripture is that we should not be caught up in competition. Unfortunately, this has been the bane of the Christian community. Bible says, why is Jesus said to Peter, follow me? Peter turning around and seeing the one, John, who Jesus loved according to record and then began to ask Jesus what about this man and Jesus said to him if I will that he should remain till I come what is that to you you follow me what Jesus is saying here in essence is that every Christian especially the leadership of the Christian community you must be preoccupied with following Christ not kicking or beating the competition we are not in a competition. We are only to complement one another. In my final episode, the fourth installment, I said, if every denomination, every congregation, everybody or that is a leader in the Christian community are focusing on building the kingdom of God, then there will be no competition amongst the body of Christ. That is just the truth. But unfortunately, everybody is in a competition. We poach members, we do all sorts, put all some of programs just to outdo the other. We are not a commercial entity. We are the body of Christ. We are an organization 
of Christian believers. We are a holy nation. All of us are one. And we believe that in so doing, we can fulfill our mandate only if we focus on our primary assignment, which is to raise men and women for the kingdom of God. So what we are seeing in essence is that the primary purpose for which God created man, as we see in Genesis 1.26, is the same thing that Jesus is recommissioning us to, to go back to beginning, to understand our purpose and live a fulfilled life that will bring glory to God here on earth. My name is TCP White. I am on a mission to positively change the world.